Blog Talk Radio. Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. How y'all doing out there? Hope everybody has a wonderful, wonderful day. Ah, your weekend was great. And the rest of your last week was good, too, because last time we talked. All right. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. We got a good show planned for you today. And uh, when I say we have a good show, man, we have a lot to talk about. A whole lot to talk about. Of course, we got to talk about the, the what they call it, covid 19, yeah, COVID-19, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the presidential debate last night, for those that happened to miss it, you really didn't miss much, uh, <laughs> you know, we're going to talk a little about the gas prices falling, and why they really are falling, which is interesting in itself, uh, United States and Iran, they add it again, y'all, yeah, they add it again, I know a lot of you not paying attention to that because of this COVID-19 thing, but yeah, 
And the House of Representatives and the White House have agreed on a relief package for the coronavirus, COVID-19, but Senate still has to approve it. And those clowns are already talking about a second part of a, a second release package already. And, uh, you know, some of the things they talk about are interesting in that as well. And, of course, we have another story that I know a lot of you probably didn't pay any attention to, but it's um, Andrew Gilliam. Yeah. Today he decided he was going to withdraw from politics to enter rehab because he got caught in a hotel room last week. <laughs> Drunk off his behind, he say. But we're going to talk a little bit more about that as well. So those are all the things we're going to be talking about today, and I hope you uh, give me your opinion on some, if not some, all of the topics that we'll be talking about. Anytime you feel free, you know, just hit number one on your keypad, and um, I'll bring you in. It's just that simple. But let me tell you how you can be a part of the show. The easiest way is to give me a call at 347-838-8622. Uh, chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. You can also email me at ericletstalk at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter page is Driven for Life 62 and on Instagram at ericletstalk. Okay, so those are all the ways you can talk to me, be a part of the show, leave me messages or what have you. And I'd be more than happy to respond to anything you send me. Okay. So we'll be reminding you throughout the show of all the ways you can participate in the show. Also, let's say we got a few songs for you today, being that it's Monday, and some of you may be sitting home with them bad behind kids, and uh, you need a break. <laughs> hate to say it that way, but you may need a break. So we got some music for you as well. And all those things are coming to you here shortly, all right? So. We're going to take you back a little bit. You know what? Today, I was sitting here trying to figure out what I was going to play as far as music. I said, you know what? I'm going to take them back a little bit. Take them back to the day when music was music. Yeah, a little blues included as well. And uh, we're going to start off with Big Cynthia. And ain't nothing like a big leg woman. All right. A big woman, too. (laughs) Enjoy.
either way, we're going to talk about something today because it's Monday. A lot of you ain't got to go to work. You're home with them bad behind kids, and you just need a break. <laughs> hey, I hate to say it like that, but you know it's true. You know it's true. Because, you know, this virus thing is really gone. It's, um, what is it called? COVID-19 now? You know, they always got to break it down to a, a certain code name. So COVID-19 has basically shut down. Shut it down, shut it down, the United States of America. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? They stopped all sports, all concerts. Oh, man, where's the entertainment going, right? <clears throat> Where is the entertainment going? <laughs> Woo! I mean, nothing's happening. Woo! Well, if they start my bowl now, I'm going to be in trouble. I'm not even going to lie to you. I got the bowl, man. I have to bowl. I'm just going to have to go and put on a rubber suit and just go and bowl anyway. I don't care. <laughs> you know what? And seriously, though, on the serious side, you know, that that is the craziest part about it. You know, people complain, people have complained over the years about how you can't let the government stop you from doing this, you don't, the government trying to stop you from doing this. But believe it or not, they have just shown you how they would do it, how they would do it. It's simple. They have done it. They have done it. You have some some um, 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 counties and states and things talking about curfews, curfews, mandatory curfews. You know, in New York, I think they brought in the National Guard for this for what Rochelle, New York, I think it is, to pass out food to the people and, and, and check on what man. You complained about it, but you let it happen just as simple over a virus. See how easy that was. There was no bloodshed. All you gun-toting John Wayne types, you didn't get around fired off at anybody. And you stuck at home right now in your house, self-contained, self-contained. Basically, basically, you have done the job for the government. <laughs> I know that sounds harsh, and some of you say, "Hey, that go mess to talk with that conspiracy stuff," but it's not a conspiracy. Look at it. Look at it. Just stop for a moment and think about it. It's not a conspiracy. It's reality. It's done. You're living through it right now. Some of y'all complain about Bernie Sanders and socialism. And if socialism happens, this is what's going to happen, this is going to happen. Well, dang it, it has happened. Now you're getting a taste of what it's like. How does it feel to be so gullible? You have completely stopped living your life because of a virus. I'm sorry. I'm not going to stop living. I'm a bowl. I'm a laugh. I'm a sing. I'm a dance. I'm a drive around. Life is too short, people. Life is too short. If you're that worried about it, then, hey, by all means, do what you got to do. But I can tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep living because it's just that easy. I'm going to keep living. <laughs> oh. I, I know that's that's kind of harsh, isn't it? That, that's kind of harsh, but it's fact. It really is. It is fact. That is where we are right now. 
That is where we are right now in society, and 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 we have allowed it. We have allowed it to happen. To happen, the bureaucrats, you know, they they continue on uh, living their lives. They still collecting their big paychecks, whether they at home or not. Most of y'all at home, and and you're doing nothing. You're not. Some of you not getting paid. Schools are closed. So you got to be home with your children. You have no idea how to educate your children. This is a wake-up call, people. That's what this is. This is a wake-up call. To understand how vulnerable we are as a society. We go about our everyday lives not paying attention, not caring, because it's not affecting our bubble. Well, this has affected your bubble. Okay, this has affected your bubble in a big way. So now what you going to do about it? Self-contained. Huh? Don't they say self-contained social distance? Well, I got I'll be honest with you. If I don't like you, I'm going to be distant from you anyway. I don't, you know, I've never been one for all that hugging and carrying on. This is a big, big leg woman, of course. <laughs> okay, I had to get that in there. But the reality is, you know, most of us, we don't go for that anyway. We don't. But now that it's being stressed, all of a sudden we panic it. Then you have them knuckleheads out there just raiding grocery stores, raiding grocery stores for toilet paper. Out of all things, toilet paper. Now, I'm just going to put it out there. What kind of crap are y'all doing? You know, I don't make no sense. It, it, it makes no sense. But that, that once again, that goes back to show that we as a society, as a country, we we out there, y'all. We out there with our butts hanging in the air. Now, and here's another interesting fact that I, I'm sure a lot of y'all don't pay attention to. While we worrying about this, yeah, that can cost me something else to come back later with. They really are. Nobody's going to tell you that because they don't want you to know. But that's how it works. Let's run this test right here real fast and see how this is going to turn out. If there's going to be any any kickback to it. Right? Now, I, I'm going to tell you how, how crazy this whole thing is. There's reports out there that the president tried to buy a vaccine from this company out of Germany. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, when I place it on my website, first thing somebody's going to say, it's fake news. Uh, yeah, no, it's not fake news. Okay? Anything I'm posting, trust me, I done looked it up, I done researched it, and no, it's not fake news. Germany is actually investigating the president right now and this company because, yes, he offered them a billion dollars, y'all, a billion dollars. Now, I know what the argument is going to be. Well, he was doing it for the American people. Y'all forget who we're talking about, don't you? Y'all forget who we're talking about. Because, uh, trust me, nothing this guy does is for anybody else except for himself. And honestly, I don't think he would have <laughs> shared it with his, um, I don't think he would have shared it with his family. <laughs> but just so you know, you can go and look it up yourself. It's out there. It's out there. 
you know, you can go and look at Global News, one of the Global News channels. It's out there. See, that's what I look at. That's where I get a lot of my news from, the Global News channel, because it's there. It's there. You know, they tell it like it is. They have their little, well, anyway, go and check it out, the Global News channels, okay? Um, Yeah, so I, I, I'm looking for some notes I have here, you know, that, that explains what has happened here in this country. You know, you have all these corporations, these big jobs, and everybody say, well, you know, they tell you you can't do this and you can't do that. Well, since this little epidemic has happened, it's interesting of the things that have all of a sudden been able to be done, you know. Let's think about this. They said the job you were told couldn't be done remotely can be done remotely, right? Because a lot of you are out there working remotely from home. You're from home. You're working at home now. But they told you you couldn't do it. Why? Because they didn't want you to do it. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Universal health care is necessary. Universal health care is necessary. Hmm. I, 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 I don't know how I feel about that one right there. Universal health care is necessary. You think it's necessary, y'all? Y'all think we really do need universal health care, or do we need just to fix the health care in this country? I think that's more of a priority than anything, wouldn't you? That the health care in this country needs to be fixed first. You know, of course, you have the World Health Organization that tells everybody in the world, you know, what's a pandemic, what's not, and so forth and so on, but it, it it's there. It's there. Healthcare is something that we all need. You know, whether you have insurance, you lack certain parts of insurance, that's what we need. That's that's what we need. Now, whether this will wake some people up and, and we really go ahead and fix this thing, it still remains to be seen. It still remains to be seen. And speaking of, of healthcare and illnesses, you know, let, let me break something down to y'all, okay? Everybody that sneezes out there does not have COVID-19, all right? Let, let's be honest with that. Because <laughs> we, we, we have to, I mean, let's be honest. So some people have, some individuals have allergies, okay? Allergies. I'm one of those individuals. Okay. I, I, I'm one of those individuals. And no, I definitely don't have COVID-19. I am, I'm not even worried about that. I'm more worried about my allergies getting carried away. Because that, that, that is what gets me more than that allergies. And I'm sure a lot of you out there have the same thing. So I'm telling you this to, tell, to, to, to help you understand that. Don't stop living your life because these folks have told you to stop living your life. Okay. Don't stop doing that. All right, don't stop. Don't. Please don't stop. Because once you stop living, you start getting old. You really do. You you start getting old. And that's even worse than anything else. Start getting old. Um Yeah. Now, here's something else I found out. They said the coronavirus 
fires was a premeditated attack by the deep state designed to generate mass hysteria, crash the economy, quarantine the masses, and push mandated vaccines. Well, I don't know about the deep state. You know, I, 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 I try to stay away from that discussion right there because that's one where a whole lot of people get all upset and carrying on. But as far as the mass hysteria, you see it. You've seen it. You've seen it. You can't get anything. In, and, and, you know, not even the big chain grocery stores. You can't even get a loaf of bread from the dollar store. That's how bad it has gotten. A loaf of bread. And, of course, you know these vaccines are going to come. Now, let me explain to you some about these vaccines that they're going to push on you. Okay? <laughs> I, I, I have to go to put it out there. These vaccines are not going to be proven. These vaccines aren't going to be, uh, 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 how can I put it? Uh, they're not going to be anything that's going to get rid of this virus. Okay? It's not. What they're going to be doing, it's like the flu. It's like the flu. When they have you take them flu shots every year, when you take those flu shots, you're not getting a, a per se, vaccine to fight that strain of flu that happens that year. What they're doing is giving you a vaccine that they hope H-O-P-E will work for that strain, whatever is going to show out that year, show up that year, because they have no clue. And it's going to be the same thing with, with, with this COVID-19. It's going to be the same thing. Now, I, I'm just trying to help you out and help you understand what we're about to face here. Okay, that, that, that's what we're about to face. Or what we are facing now. Now, I'm not going to tell you don't get the vaccine. I'm not going to tell you that because that's your personal choice. It really is. I can tell you who's not going to take it, but that's my choice as well. You know, in my time in the military, I've taken so many shots and, and pills and no, I'm not doing that anymore because I have a personal choice not to where I can do that. And I just want you to think about it. I really do. I really do. Um, let's see, what else with, with this, this coronavirus thing I wanted to talk about? Uh you know, it's interesting that now this country is fighting uh, behind the power curve when it comes to finding a, a cure or vaccine for it. When the president, when he first came in, his first couple of years, he cut the CDC's budget. Now, I know a lot of people about it going to say, that's fake news. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He cut it. He cut it, and he cut it bad. <laughs> That he did. I'm, I'm just saying. So, when you start hearing these things, and now you look at the results of actions from someone who really doesn't understand what it means to have certain departments at full strength, always researching, looking for stuff, now you see the results. Now you see the results. You have countries like Africa, okay? They're ahead of it. South Korea. South Korea testing 15,000 people a day. 15,000 a day. 
And United States of America is having trouble testing 1,500 a day. Why is that? We're supposed to be the most, the baddest, baddest uh, country on the face of the earth. Hmm. I'm just putting it out there. I, I, I'm just putting it out there. And we have, we still haven't decided whether or not we we're gonna uh, uh, do anything about this. I mean, we have time coming. We do. We have time coming. And you just don't have to look at the man sitting at the at the um, in the White House. You know, don't forget about those those clowns up there in Congress, the ones that supporting and always talking that big smack and talking about you know what they're not gonna pass because they don't like this and they don't like because they're they're part of the problem as well because they're proving all this stuff. You know. I'm looking at something live on my news feed right now. I said, Coronavirus Task Force to give up. They volunteer gets first vaccine test shot. T-E-S-T, shot. Okay? This is just what I was just saying, right? They're going to be testing. They're going to be testing. <laughs> and, and, you know, we could do like the, the UK. UK has proposed, which is uh, what they call it. Um, God dang it! I wrote it down here somewhere. Basically, is what the, what the UK is saying. Well, let's let at least sixty percent of our population, excuse me, sixty percent of our population contract the virus, and that way, if they contract it, they'll be immune to it, and that would help the the rest of our population become immune. Well, of course, in the UK, they catch a heck about that that train of thought right there in itself, but. Why not? Herd immunity, that is what it's called. Herd immunity. Now I've never I had never heard of that until you know, I, I ran across that. And it says when enough people in the community are vaccinated against a disease, this can make it more difficult for the disease to spread to susceptible individuals who have not yet been or cannot be vaccinated. And it's called herd immunity. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it, it's basically the same same uh, principle as you get a measles shot, they get a measles shot, everybody get a measles shot, but I don't have a measles shot, right? But if I get the measles and I'm around them, they're not gonna catch it. They're not gonna catch it because they're already immune to it, and it, it, my chances of catching it are very low. Now that's what's called herd immunity. And that's what the UK um, government has proposed for their country, which, by the way, you know, they've shut their borders. Um, Germany has shut their borders. Africa has shut down their borders. So what we have now in the midst of all this are countries, a world that has basically isolated themselves from everyone, everyone. Physically, physically. Of course, you know, you have the internet, the internet, you know, telephones or whatever. Or should I say cell phones? But that's where we are now. We, you know, there used to be the show called The um, Last Ship. And there was a big outbreak, a, a virus 
and it started killing a whole lot of people. And the politicians in the United States got together, and they divided, decided to divide the United States up into certain sections. And what they did, each section that was divided, they built a wall between the, the sections that were divided. <laughs> I, I, I'm not making this up. You don't believe me? Go and watch it. It's out there. It was a series that used to come on TNT. I think it was TNT. One of those channels. It's called The Last Ship. And basically, what was going on in that show is a is basically happening now without without the walls being built in between the states. Isn't it amazing how how you look at stuff like that then? <coughs> Excuse me, and you say, "Well, that never happened. That would never happen." But here we are today in 2020. And we're looking at the same scenario, basically. The same scenario. And we've allowed this to happen. We have. We we allowed it. Because we drink too much of the Kool-Aid. Now, can we change it? Of course we can change it. It's not going to be easy. And you're not going to be a very like person if, if you, you know, voice your opinion. But I think you should. And I think you should fight it. Keep living. Keep living. Do not let them stop you from living. Do not let them tell you where you can and can't go. You know, I was reading an article earlier today before I came on the air where it said um, there were rumors that the administration that the you know were was considering a national curfew. A national cur- people, are you kidding me? A national curfew? Can you imagine that? You grown, but you got to be in your house by seven o'clock or by sundown, <laughs> or you face going to jail or being fined or whatever the else is going on. This is just outrageous, man. Outrageous. And y'all know I can be very, very, as some people say, crass, uncaring, or whatever. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not being that. <clears throat> okay, I'm not. But here's my theory on this. If it's your time to die, you're gonna die. Simple. You're gonna die. Realize that, okay? Realize that. If it's your time, it's your time. This comes from somebody that's been in a whole bunch of combat zones, and I had to realize that a whole long, a long, long time ago. If it's your time to die, you're going to die. There's nothing you're going to do to change it, nothing you do to fight it. You're just going to go. So why not continue to live and enjoy until that time presents itself? I mean, you have to be real about this thing. You have to be real about it. They want you to go in your house. They want you to go in your house, close yourself up, and just look at the walls, deal with your bad kids, your wife you can't stand, your husband you don't like, your dog that gets on your nerves, crapping around the house all the time, and be happy about that. Yeah, not. (laughs) 
excuse me. See what I was telling y'all about allergies? But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they want you to do. That's what is recommended at this time. I'm not doing it. Like I said, when it's time for me to bowl, I got to bowl. I can't just sit around the house. And, I, man, I was just looting. I'm already half looped in the brain as it is. Man, just imagine just sitting in the house 24-7. Not do, man, I would go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I would. Probably been to build everything in the house, have an eight-story house and all kind of stuff, just because I need something to do. And think about it, most Americans are that way. Most Americans have no idea what it is to be around their family 24-7. <laughs> and honestly, I'm sure there's a lot of them out there that don't want to, don't want to be around their family 24-7. But I, I know I, I'm, I'm laughing, but oh, the seriousness of it is just it's crazy. We have been allowed to just, this country just, the government shut us down. The local government, the state government, the national government. You know, some places close, closing down clubs, closing restaurants. What, I mean, really? They can't close the prisons, can they? Nope. What happens if, if, if a, a, a inmate, inmate, um, Test positive for COVID nineteen. What are they gonna do with them? Now you talking about being in closed and tight quarters. What are they gonna do with those individuals? What about the homeless? You don't see them worried about the homeless, do it? They're not worried about the homeless. If they would happen to invoke a curfew, what will they do with the homeless? They're homeless. What are they going to do, herd them up and put them in a stadium somewhere and close the gates on them? Dang, I probably just gave my idea. But I'm using those as examples to see how this just can't work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Number one, we're not prepared. Number two, we can't allow it to happen. Being prisoners in our own homes, in our own cities, our own part of the city. We can't allow that. We can't allow that, y'all. We can't. Okay? Now they have where you can't you can't high five. See, in the bowling world, when we throw a good ball, you know, we come back, we high five each other, you know, do whatever. And you can't do that now. You gotta either do the elbow. I seen the African leaders, they did the little foot thing like on um house party. You know, you're supposed to be so far from each other. Well, dang. Dang. This, just drive us apart, why don't you? Hmm? What about when you're at home with your wife or your husband or your significant other? Are you going to, you know, you going to stay away from them? You know, when loving time comes, are you going to stay away from the loving time? Because you're scared you may catch coronavirus? <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I wouldn't. So why should you? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. 
basically what I'm saying is y'all do not do not let them stop you from living, okay? Do not let them stop you from living. Now, here's another interesting thing that's going on with this virus that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. This is an election year. You have still have primaries going on across the, the country. What about that? How, how is that going to be handled? Now, I've heard some theories say, well, let's just cancel the elections and let him take on another four years. Him, I mean the president. Yeah, that's not a good idea either. I, I don't think we should do that. And it's not necessarily because I'm worried about him, him himself, the orange one. I'm more worried about them clowns in Congress. Because if he gets an alibi, they're going to get an alibi as well because the, the majority of them are up for re-election as well. And as I have always said, they are the problem. Believe it or not. So, no, we have to have these elections. We have to have these elections. So, if that idea just happens to be floating around, y'all go on and do what you can to kill that thought process, okay? Please kill that thought process because that's not a good thing. That's not good. That's not good at all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's not good at all. Um, you know, here's another interesting thing as well. The CDC is now recommending that no gathering of 50 or more people for the next eight weeks. 50 or more people. 50 or more people. Yeah, that's not going to work either. I mean, not like I, I'm in a whole bunch of gatherings like that, but no. No. No, 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 no. No, some places say 25. You know, because you have to understand when a national guideline comes out, it can always be tweaked to fit, to fit you know, your local, your, your state or local environment. So they can change it and drop the numbers. And so, once again, we're letting them limit our, our, our ability to live, our ability to socialize. Our ability to decide whether we want to take a chance of, uh, of catching this this virus, you know, or we we have faith that hey, I ain't gonna get that mess, and if I do, I'll survive it. If not, oh well, I'm ready to die. I know a lot of y'all not ready for that out there, but I'm just putting it out there because I know I am. Okay, I'm not scared to tell you I'm ready to die. I have no problem with dying. Because I'm, I know I'm here for a reason, and when that that, that purpose is done, I'm out of here. <laughs> With a smile on my face. Because <laughs> I'm always laughing. Y'all know this. But anyway, um, yeah, so no gathering 50 or more people for the next eight weeks. That's the recommendation from the CDC. Hmm. Yeah. No. I don't think that's going to work. And to top it off, the Federal Reserve... Today, injected $1.5 trillion into markets, also economic impact, to offset economic impact of the coronavirus. Yeah, they pushed, they pushed money into it. The, the Fed dropped the interest rate to zero. And guess what happened, y'all? They still had to shut the stock market down today because it dropped 8%. They still had to shut it down. <laughs> Woo! You know, 
I'm saying all this, and, you know, the more you look at it, if you begin to put the pieces together and look at the big, big picture, something stinks right about now. It, it really does. You've got the economy crashing. you got uh, uh, everybody uh, supposedly scared to be sick, you know, being confined to your houses, you know, working from home. Schools closed, concerts canceled, no sports. What the heck are we supposed to do then? What are we supposed to do? You know, they going to stop you from going fishing? I mean, that, you can go fishing because most people fish by themselves anyway. <laughs> Plunge protection teams. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Plunge protection team. <laughs> That's a good one, Burberry. That's a good one. Um, but, I mean, what are we to do, y'all? What are we to do? Sit at home, twirl our fingers, and wait for them to make a decision for us. I don't know, Burberry. What does that tell a wise man? <laughs> you know, what are we to do, y'all? I'm sorry. I got to keep living. I, I do. I have to keep living. Oh, wow, really? I'm going to have to check that out. Plunge Protection is the actual title. Huh. Okay. But, yeah, I, I, I got to keep living, y'all. I'm sorry. I cannot. I, I'm sorry. I cannot let them stop me from living. Time is limited as it is already. Mm. Mm. But, okay. Oh, you know that that is where we are with this this virus thing right now. I mean, I I I try to be serious with it, you know, as long as I could, but I, you know, I can't. I can't anymore. I can't. You know. Oh, okay. I see. Plunge Protection Team 2020. Oh, all right. I got you now. I got you. Say the plunge protection team is the plunge. The plunge protection team is a collateral name given to the working group of financial markets created in 1988 to provide financial and economic recommendations to U.S. presidents during turbulent market times. This group was headed by the Secretary of the Treasury. Other members include the Chairman of the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve. Mm the chairman of the Securities and Exchange Commission, and the chairman of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, or the A's or officials they designate to represent them. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. The plunge protection team, composed of highly high-ranking government financial officials, reports directly and privately to the presidents of the United States. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Now we we gonna read some this. Thanks, Purple Pill. We gonna read some this loud, y'all. Okay, so how does the pump the plunge P L U N G E protection team work? In March of 1988, in the wake of the stock market crash of 1987, then President Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Listen to that. Created by executive order of the President's Working Group on Financial Markets, the concept was to create 
an informed but informal advisory advisory group on the markets for the president and regulators, charged with enhancing the integrity, efficiency, orderliness, and competitiveness of our nation's financial markets and maintaining investor confidence. Hmm. Its original purpose was to report, report specifically on the Black Monday events of October 19, 1987. During that event, the Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 22.6%. And what actions, if any, should be taken? Ha <laughs> Yeah. However, the group has continued to meet and report to various presidents over the years, and usually, but not always, during turbulent times in the financial markets. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's who's been meeting lately then. Yeah. Well, we're going to see how that turns out. I think that's why they shut it down after it drops 8%. Because they'd be like, ah, I can't do that. If there is protection against the plunge, where would the market be without the plunge? Man, I don't know. <laughs> that's a good question. Dead. Dead. You know, it's interesting, though, when you start talking about the stock market. Um because the average Joe has no idea how the stock market works, what's the stock market about, because they have nothing invested. And it's interesting that everything is fine until that money starts looking funny. You know, once that money starts looking funny, then something has to be done. Something, and that's what they're trying to do at this time. The only problem with this is, this is just not an American problem. It's a world problem right now. The market in China, their their um, central bank just dropped rates to dang near two uh, percent, I think it was. If I, I remember correctly, I was watching earlier today. Yeah, Britain, Britain just put in a new head of their bank, central bank. So it, it, it <clears throat> when the money get funny, that's when the action is taken. I think I said that last week as well. Now they were fine until the money started going crazy. If the money started going crazy, you know, it had to, it had something had to happen. That's right, Purple Pill. Chicken's coming home to roost. Yeah. And, of course, let's not forget the Federal Reserve is a private organization, so they're not regulated by anybody. They answer to nobody but their stockholders. But they dividend holders, however you want to say it. Hmm. Now, breaking news. President Trump urges Americans to avoid gatherings of more than 10 people. See what I'm saying? First it was 50. I know. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. It was 50 here by the CDC. Now the president says no more than 10 people. No more than 10 people. Get out of here. I'm not going to stop living. I, that, you know what? That's going to be my, uh, <clears throat> my thing. I'm not going to stop living. I think I'm going to write a song. I'm not going to stop living. I'm not. Golly. President Trump on Monday urged Americans to avoid traveling and gathering in public spaces in an effort to blunt the spread of the coronavirus. If anyone makes this change or these critical changes and sacrifices now, we will rally together as one nation and we will defeat the virus, Trump said in the White House briefing room. We're going to have a big celebration all together. (laughs) Yeah, right. Here we go. All right. Before I go on and move on, I'm tired of talking about this dang old virus thing now. 
But see, it, it's more than just health. It's money involved. It, it's fraud involved. There's all kind of craziness going on right now. Now we've gone from 50. First it was 250. Now it's 50. Now we're down to 10. Let's say no, it's just going to be, hey, just stay home. I'm not going to do it. I'm telling I'm going to be defiant. I'm sorry. I'm the defiant type. I'm, I'm, if I got to go, I'm going. I'm not wearing no mask. I'm not going to buy a whole grocery store, toilet paper, and hand sanitizer. You want to know why? Because I do that on a daily basis. That's what I'm not understanding. I'm not understanding that. Now, maybe it's my, my military training, but you, know, you should be doing that regardless. But anyway, let me bring this call in here real fast and see what they got to say. Because I know y'all tired of me talking. And, uh, yeah. All right. Let's see. Eric Cole, 612. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here and what do you have for me? Yes, sir. My name is Michael. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Oh, no problem, Michael. Thank you for calling in. What's up? Yes, sir. And I was gonna, I was gonna say about the economy. I think um, people are trying to make it out to be as if this is a recession, when reality is not. I mean, we got to remember, right before this uh, virus hit, we had just a record jobs report. Last month's job report was supposed to be 175,000 added jobs. It came back 275,000. And so the economy was was roaring at basically all-time highs on almost every category, especially in the black community in particular. That was some of the best numbers we've seen since the 1960s. And so people got to remember, this isn't the, this isn't the 2008 recession, like <clears throat> where we had a housing bubble that crashed and then everything went down. So if this, this is all about people's perception and people are just panicking and they're reacting out of fear, not because of bad reports, but just because of the virus. So once this thing goes past, once the warm weather hits and the number of cases of the virus goes down, the economy is going to shoot back up again, and by the time we get to August, everything will be fine. Oh, Michael. Michael, you know what? That sounds so great. But my question to you is, by the time that happens, what damage would have been done already? You know what I'm asking? Right. Yeah, no, yeah, I so Who would have been the person yeah. in? But you have to understand, there's going to be a demand in the market. So the economy is driven by demand, right? So when things get right. back to normal, once the, the, the issue we're facing right now, it's not that the virus is the problem. The virus is not the issue. The issue is the perception of people. And because people are in this fear mode, thanks in large part to the media, which in my opinion has over-exaggerated this virus to the point where everyone's acting out of, like this is the worst thing ever, when in reality people, people knew that the flu – had this just this last year, over 300,000 people had to be hospitalized because of the normal flu, and there's something like 22,000 people died. Those numbers, if those numbers are reported, you would consider what we get from this thing, people should be so called panicking as well. But it's not, and it's because the media is making it sound like this is the black plague or this is AIDS or something when it's not. And the percentage of people that have you know fatality rates, especially under 50, is less than one percent. You get what I'm saying? So once, once the fears of people are calmed down, then the normal demand will be there, and that's what will drive everything back up again. You get what I'm saying? 
<laughs> I understand exactly what you're saying. I mean, I've said the same thing about the media. I, I've said it. But, the, the, you know, the, the even if we want to say, if we say it's the media's fault, but how can you just keep saying that when you, you come back and you say, but wait a minute. Okay, yeah, the media been pushing all the negativity and, you know, doomsday and what have you. But how gullible are the people that fall for it and, and, and take it and run with it? So is it really the media's fault or is it the, 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 the population's lack of, 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 oh, man, what word of education, I guess is a better word, of what's really going on? Yeah, I mean, sadly, in the day and age we live today, people, you know, they trust the media way too much. Now, thankfully, the last couple of years have started to go down a little bit. If you look at a lot of polls, you see that people's view of the media in general has been on the on the decline. But with this, it's that herd mentality, you know what I'm saying? It's like when people see people running in a certain direction, they assume, oh, something's bad coming, so I'm just going to run with the crowd to avoid any potential danger. And so part of that is a human instinct that we have. This goes all the way back to we were living in, you know, as hunter-gatherers and that whole thing of staying in the group and making sure we survive and avoid danger. So that's part of the human instinct. This is not just a matter of people being gullible or not. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes and no. Yes and no. Because I, 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 right now, where I'm sitting and the way I'm looking at it, I think, the, you know, the average citizen is just gullible. I, I'm just going to call it like I see it. You know, they're, they're gullible. And that's why um, um, they react the way they do, because they're gullible. They're gullible. You know, you said, you know, that's the thing, virus. It's a virus. We, we are presented with viruses on a daily basis. But, you know, it, it's interesting that nobody thinks about that until the media comes out or somebody comes out and says, well, Here's a virus and it's killing this many people and this many people are catching it and all of a sudden everybody goes ape crazy. Correct? Yeah, now, no, if I, nobody I had mentioned it and if nobody had mentioned anything about the Delta or how many people caught it in China or whatever and it's just been, let it go on and say, oh, it's just a bad case of the flu, how would people have reacted? They would have continued on their, their regular day activities as yeah, nothing had sure. happened. And apparently a lot of people already had it too, by the way. They were saying that from what they can tell, this thing may have already been here all the way back in early winter and that a lot of people may have had it and it, and it passed like a normal flu would have. People just didn't know. You know what I'm saying? And even a lot of people who have it, they don't even have any symptoms. Like, you know, the basketball player, Don Mitchell from Utah Jazz, the guy, one of the guys right. that's a positive. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw it, you see the interview when he was saying that even though he's tested positive, he has no symptoms. And he says he feels totally fine. And if he had to play a game tomorrow, there'd be no issues at all. And so there are people right. who are testing positive who have no symptoms whatsoever. And so what that that in itself shows you that this is not as anywhere near as bad as they're claiming. And so right. once if I, again, exactly. this is all about perception. This is why I'm saying that all this stuff we're seeing about the economy and everything, all of this will turn up. Once we hit to the summer, because anyone who knows anything about flu viruses knows that when the weather warms up, that's when those viruses start to die off. And so once we get into June and July and the weather starts to get warm again and the number of cases reported starts to go down drastically, not just here, but also in China and South Korea, that's going to calm everybody down. And once everybody calms down and then people get back to normal life again, 
and the demand picks up, that's when you'll see everything shoot back up. Because prior to this, the economy was great. I mean, that that's a fact. And so it's not like we were already in a recession and this has accelerated it. We were in an upward trend. And so once the demand returns, that, that demand is going to force everything back up again. You know, uh, you, you're right on that. Um, here's an interesting thing, though. You know, many, many, um, many economists have said that the, the stretch run that the United States economy has been on, you know, it was due, it, it was due to slow down. You know, we were due for a recession, you know, and, and it just took one major thing to do it. And maybe this is what we're looking at now. You know, it just, you know, as, you know, somebody said in the chat room, um, she can come home to roost. You know, it's time for it to slow down. You know, interesting that it, all this happened during the election year. You know, but at the same thing, you know, maybe it's, it's coincidental. Maybe it's purpose. It's on purpose. But this is what we're dealing with now. And I understand your optimism about, you know, once it goes goes away and everything, you know, everything get back to normal, everything will pick up where it left off at. Yes, to a certain extent. But what about those those families that were living, you know, barely making it as it is, you know, and now, you know, businesses are closing, you know, being forced to close, you know, even though they may get a little, un, um, you know, um, what the thing is, unemployment, but you know, they, they lose more than what they're going to gain out of this situation over nonsense. I mean, how do we fix that? Yeah, the, the rich is going to recover, the ones that don't jump out of windows, you know, because of the stock market doing what it's doing right now. But what about the, the the normal Joe on the bottom that was only working part-time anyway? Yeah, the economy was great. You're right. Job, job numbers coming out was great. But... Once again, as I always say, when you look at stuff, you have to look on the inside as well. Yeah, the ground job numbers look great, but how many of those jobs were full-time jobs compared to part-time jobs? How many of the same people were working two or three jobs just to make it like they had a full-time job? Now, I know your argument, well, at least they had a job. Okay. I, I don't argue with that. At least they had a job. But you have to look at look at it just a little bit deeper, I think, to understand, you know, what what we're what a lot of people will be facing here real soon if, if things don't change. Yeah, and that, that's you know, what I'm saying. That's you why, what why I'm saying that the economy. Yeah, I understand completely, and, and you're right about that. And the reason why I say that the economy is doing so well is because it looked deeper into the numbers, right? You got to remember back in when Obama was president, they would say things. For example, they would say the economy is doing good and things of that nature, and they would say the unemployment rate's going down and whatever. But the reality on the ground was totally different. Everyone could tell you it didn't feel like the economy was doing good at all. And the reason was was the unemployment rate was supposedly going down, but the labor force participation rate wasn't going down. The number of people that were actually either working or looking for jobs. Was 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 much lower, so that you had a lot of people who weren't even getting involved at all. The reason why I'm so optimistic now is that the labor force participation rate is what's going up. So more people are actually joining the workforce who are looking for jobs than ever before. And with that addition, you know, we're talking about millions of people here. Now it's not a small number. With that, the unemployment rate is still going down. So that tells you you have a strong jobs market. And what for me. 
as a black person, what is what matters most to me is the impact in the black community, in which the national average for salary or wages went up about three percent. In the black community, it's gone up more than nine percent. So we're talking about record increase, not only in jobs but in actual wages over the last year. And that's what I, I look oh. to see what matters on because what matters is mm-hmm. how many people are actually able to are, are joining the workforce, and then how much how fast are wages going up. Because that impacts everyday people. And so when you okay. see those two factors, those are the things I look for to let me know how strong an economy is really doing. Then I try to check what kind of jobs. Like you, like you said, what are the type of jobs? And what I saw is a lot of what we call blue-collar jobs that pay good money. For example, jobs in construction, manufacturing, in the healthcare industry, things that can pay, like, suppose, you know, what we would consider a living wage. All those areas are going up, especially in the black community in particular. And so when you see that, that lets me know, okay, everything was on the up. And so once this passes and people calm down, that's why I'm confident it's going to surge back up again because when you've got that kind of an economy, that kind of economy can bounce back faster than in the, if, if we had an economy, let's say, like we did in 2010, when everything was stagnant and we had something like this happen, the after effect would last a lot longer. You know what I'm saying? But if you have a strong economy – that recovery can be a lot faster. That that's why I'm confident things will work out and they won't be as bad as people I'm trying to make it out to be. And the, and to your point about the election, that's part of the reason why I feel like the media is doing what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? This this is part of a bigger thing involved with them and Trump and the Democrats with the Republicans because people got to remember and I say this is independent, but 85% of news journalists in America are Democrats. 85% are registered Democrats which lets you know they have a built-in bias for one political party. And I think Harvard and Yale both did studies back after 2016 breaking down political bias in our news coverage. And they showed how every major news outlet, whether it's TV network, newspaper, whatever source you want to look to, their coverage was broken down to be 85 to 95% negative towards Republicans and 85 to 95% positive towards Democrats. This included entertainment media, too, like late-night talk show hosts and things of that nature. And so when it comes to this current election cycle, the reason why I bring that up is they knew they were stuck and they were they were dead with Joe Biden. They know that. The Democrats know that. They know Joe Biden. Come on, man. The guy can barely even speak, let alone know where he is. That guy has no chance against Trump. And on the other side, they didn't want Bernie Sanders either because they didn't want a socialist. So they knew they needed something like a last-ditch Hail Mary pass to try to find a way to beat Trump. If they had a good candidate, I guarantee you they would not be hyping up this coronavirus the way they are because they would want to try to, you know, keep things calm and help set the table for whatever. Like if they had an Obama 2.0, they wouldn't have been doing this. But because they got this, you know, this this washed-up politician in Joe Biden, they know they ain't got a chance. So this was their last-ditch attempt to try to, you know, derail the economy, hope it hurts Trump, and hope it helps Joe Biden win. Oh my! You said a lot there, dude. <laughs> and so let me know what you, you disagree with. Some of it, or? some of it, I agree with, and some of it I disagree with. Um. Um. Oh wow! You know, as far as let me jump on the last thing you just said about Biden and and Bernie. Um. <clears throat> um, I agree with you there. 
I agree with you there. It, it's a shot in the dark. And here in a little bit, after this little break I'm going to take, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about that so-called debate last night that was really pitiful, you know, to say the least. But I agree with you. Neither one of those cats, you know, in in a normal year cycle, no. I, and I said it last week, you know, I don't see foresee either one of them uh, defeating Trump. Now, Biden pulled out a little, well, we might have a segue into it. Uh, Biden pulled out a little little gem last night when he said, you know, he guarantees that he will have a female running partner for vice president. I said, oh, you slick dog, you. You know, yeah, that that's slick. <laughs> you know, because I already see what where that's going. But besides that, the, the the debate last night was very boring and non-eventful, and we didn't learn anything new. Besides, neither one of them, neither one of them can can defeat Trump. I mean, I'm I'm just gonna see it, call it like I see it. Um, as far as the economy, you know, when you start talking about numbers and the government, um, it's interesting because. It's like, you know, back in the day, they say, like, cooking the books. You know, you have one set of numbers that you present, but there's another set of numbers that tell the actual truth that, that are never presented, but they, they're they known behind closed doors. And when you start talking about the economy, jobs, and, and, and things like that, that is what happens. It depends on the formulas that are being used at the time. Now, when it comes to the, the United States, I don't care who was president. They're always cooking numbers because numbers, people recognize numbers. If numbers look good, the populace is happy, all right, because they people, citizens are visual. And they, they go with what they see. If it looks good, okay, we're good. Now, I'm, with you, I'm independent just like you are, so I, I look at things a little different. I agree with you on the media. You know, that's why I, I very rarely look at uh, um, any media here in the United States. I, I really do. And if I do, it, it's something specific, and then I just move on from it. Because you're right, they're slanted. They're very, either way, either way, a lot of the, the so-called mainstream uh, talk shows are slanted one way or the other. So, once again, uh, uh, it, it, it's how you view how you view it, and how deep into it you want to go to find out what the real truth is. And like Purple Peel just said in, in the um, chat room, because the government already knows you can't handle the truth. And America, the citizens of this country can't handle the truth. Not only they can't they handle the truth, they really don't want to know what the truth is. You know, if it's pleasing to the eye and it's not affecting their bubble, they're good. The example I was given earlier Let's look at this virus. You know, you have so many people say, well, the government, I'm not going to let the government control this. I'm not going to let them do this. But look what has happened just over this virus. You see what I'm saying? Look what's happened over this virus. You know, they closed down entertainment, no sports. You know, they're telling people to stay home. They closed the schools. I mean, if, if that's not taking control, what is? If not, that's not giving them control, letting them do what they want, what is? Oh, it's on the guise of, well, we're looking out for your health and your well-being. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. But 
I'm saying, talk, until individuals like you, myself, Purple Peel, and a few others out there, you know, get our message across, this is what we're going to continue to see. This is Because, you know, it's one thing to to have information and try and put it out and end up in an argument compared to have information, try and put it out and have a conversation. That's what I always say. It's, you know, have a conversation. You know, don't get all bent up in your feelings and, you know, because you may be wrong. Well, just admit, okay, I never thought about it like that. Let me go and check it out. You see, see how easy that would be? But we are so programmed right now to where anything that goes against what we believe or we think, we're going to be defensive about. And that's why we can't, that's why our leaders can't get anything taken care of besides the money that's being funneled under the table into their pockets. And the normal Joe can't have a conversation with another normal Joe to realize that although we may uh, uh, fundamentally think differently, there's a lot of things that we agree on that we can work together towards. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. And then also with that, I think the other thing is as Americans, we have to realize that even as bad as things may seem to be for some people, the reality is if you live in the United States in 2020, you're living better than like 90% of the world, and you're living better than almost everybody that came before us. And that's something that as Americans we always have to remember. We have to remember that we live in a country where we have electricity available 24 hours a day. You have hot and cold running water. Most people have multiple changes of clothing. Most people have at least more than one pair of shoes. Most people are able to eat at least three meals, two, at least two meals a day. At least you're able to eat every day. You get what I'm saying? Like we have a, we live in a country where you can practice any religion or no religion freely without being, you know, having your life being put at risk or being threatened to put in jail. Like you can get on this radio show and say anything about the government, not have to worry about tomorrow showing someone showing up to your house with a gun to your head. You get what I'm saying? Like there's some well, things that as Americans people get. Oh, that is a question. <laughs> but go ahead. Because if you lived in, if you lived in China, in that communist government, and you got on this radio show and were bashing the government, questioning the Xi Jinping, the dictator, and calling his decisions bad and stuff like that, you'd be in prison the next day. If you were in Cuba during Fidel Castro's reign, and you got a radio show like this, and you got up and you started talking about Fidel's decisions and what he was doing was bad, you and half your family would be dead the next day, guaranteed. You know, my family came from a communist country. I had family members that were killed just for disagreeing with the government. So in America, we freely can speak bad about our government without your life, without you being, you're not even, like, right now, be honest. Let's say you talk about Trump. Are you seriously worried about tomorrow being killed or put in jail for that? <laughs> I'll be I real, man. Some stories that I'm... I mean, really, I, I can tell you some stories of some things that has happened that has been very coincidental, but to, 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 to follow your point, no, I don't have to worry about that right now. You're right. I don't have to worry about that. No. And I mean, you, but, you, you agree with what I'm saying, though, like, as Americans, come on, yeah, man. I agree. We live in a country where Michael, even the poor people are fat. We got we got poor people walking around at 300, 400 pounds. What other country well, on true, earth that has that, that ever true. happened anywhere? That's true, Michael. But let me let me let me uh, um, put this little point in there as well. As far as you know, America being 
you know, so privileged compared to other countries. Um, no other country has come to America and 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 just, you know basically destroyed the the, the the infrastructure and you know threw governments out of, of leaders that were helping their own people either. You understand what I'm saying? But I just I get what the point you're trying to make. But I have, like I said, you have to look at both sides of this thing. You know, I've been in some of these other countries. And those people were my, them people were happy until we decided to go over there and, and help liberate them. Okay? I've been there. Well, what what, what countries it. are you talking about when you say that? <laughs> All right. Serious. Well, well, number one, we're going to talk about Iraq. Iraq is a, is a prime example. You know, we can talk about Gaddafi and Libya. You know, we can talk about... Okay, um, so let, let, let's, let's talk about Iraq. You're telling me that you know, Saddam Hussein was not actively working against America's interests in the region? I mean, come on, man. It wasn't like Saddam Hussein Saddam, didn't bring it on himself. Saddam Hussein. He, he, Saddam he was Hussein dumb enough was to putting, try to drill no, no, into Kuwait to steal Kuwait oil. Just, look, let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me help you here a little bit, okay? Look. The United States is one of those, and, and this is what a lot of the world is beginning to realize. The United States is one of those individuals that, that chooses when it wants to be your friend than when it wants to be your enemy. Okay, as long as you're doing of what course. you want. What, because what America is an do. empire. America, you get what I'm saying? Look, in history, there's always been an, a, a main pinnacle country, the main superpower. Ah, you go okay. all the way back to Egypt. Uh-huh. There was right. Egypt, and, and you had the right. Greeks, and you had the Romans. They go... So there's always going to be that. Like, if, let's say tomorrow, if America disappeared, then China would be that country. China would take over. They'd be the main superpower, and they'd be running everything. There's always going to be a dominant nation, always. That's all we've seen in history. But is, is so, America so, really the powerful nation that it once was? Because we just have well, a, a Absolutely, more, because America's got the, the – Go they, got, they got the most advanced military arsenal in world history. Our military is not based on our soldiers' strength. The strength of the U.S. military is the amount of money they put into the military arsenal and how advanced technologically there is. Like I, I, I was in the military for a lot of years, and there, there are things that our military has that they haven't shown anybody. Like a lot of the weapons that they use in Iraq and Afghanistan, that's old stuff from the 60s and 70s. The stuff they have now, they don't, they don't bring it up, but the other countries know about it. China and Russia, the Middle East, European, they know what America has. They know how advanced it is. That's why they act right. That's why when America shows up at the table, these countries, you know, stand to attention because we've got the the best soldiers on the planet. or We've got a massive, you know, uh, army as far as the number of soldiers because China has a 200 million man army available to them. So they, are, they can outnumber okay. us. But they know that the U.S. has military technology that could blow their country off the face of the earth in less than a day mm. if we wanted to. They know that. Mm. I'm just keeping it real. Mm. That, that's the only reason why I, when America shows real. up, pe- people listen. You what, get what I'm saying? What, 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 you, what I'm saying is you're keeping it real. However, if I'm help, I put these, this person off and then they decide, you know, look, this is shady over here what America is doing. Let me change this up. Help start helping my people start, you know, working on my own currency, making some things happen. And America says, no, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can't let you do that because you're going to hurt our currency. Oh, no, this is what you're going to do. And, and you know, after a while, the guys will be like, I'm 
man, screw you. Defiant. Garbage. That's garbage. You know? And America be like, okay, all right. Then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, let's look at it now. All of a sudden, this person becomes a tyrant. This person, they know the regime has to be changed. You got the wall horse in there. And then the next thing you know, there's some fabricated reason why America has to go over there and liberate this country. When the whole time, America is the reason why that person was put in office in the first place. Now, America supported them. Right. The same way with Israel. America is, and people don't want to realize this. I don't know why, but America is Israel's puppet in the Middle East. They of really course, are. That, that's how common knowledge. You, how, but how, no, it's not nothing, There's knowledge. nothing wrong with that. Let's, 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 let's be clear. Can, uh, 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 Michael, Michael, how can... How can you, how can you, okay, this, this is interesting. How can you tell other countries that you can't have any nuclear weapons, but throughout history shows you are the only country to ever use a nuclear weapon? How can you do that when it's yeah, known the, that the you reason, have power? The okay, reason so let's be what? clear. The reason they can do it, it it's, it's it's not because we're appealing to, it's not like we're, this isn't a in the world. We're not talking about a democracy where it's like, oh, everyone gets to vote. There, no, 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 no. This is about the oh. survival of the fittest, and the strongest <laughs> get to dictate to the weak. You get what I'm? No, no I'm, I'm being clear. The reason America oh, okay. gets to do this is because oh, America because can destroy any other country. Now, let me be clear. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. And why do I say that? Uh-huh. It's because okay. in history, every major uh-huh. empire that's preceded America, you go all the way back uh-huh. to Egypt. The Babylonians, the Romans, the Greeks, you go all the way down, the Mongolians, even the Chinese empires that existed all throughout history. You look at all of them, the Arabs, uh-huh. the Ottoman Empire, every single one of them. That's right, what right. happens when you're an empire. Now, to have that level of power and prosperity then allows you to control other nations. And what you do is mm-hmm. you put in leaders that are favorable to you. This is what's been happening since the jump. So what America's doing is not new. This is standard practice. Uh-oh. For a major superpower, uh-huh. and like I said, if Americans so, don't like it, if America were to collapse tomorrow, you would suffer because they, when the Chinese come to power, you think the Chinese are going to respect your rights? Absolutely not. They don't respect their own people. You think they're going to respect your rights? They'd kill you or throw you in a labor camp without any hesitation. And so, what people need to understand oh. is, living in America oh. today got 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 everybody's mindset twisted with this idea of rights. You see, your rights are only there oh. if you if you live in a land that has power to give it to you. Uh-huh. Okay. If your country disappears right. so, tomorrow, if America disappears uh-huh. tomorrow, who's there to guarantee your rights? If China were to take over the U.S., you think China's going to respect the Constitution or respect yeah, your right. rights as oh, human beings? No, I'm, I'm being, keeping it. it real with you. They, they don't. They don't. You don't mean anything to the Chinese. They hate. They hate Americans. You think they? You think they would hesitate to kill you and your family if they took over the country? If they came to power? No, nah, I can't say that. But hold on, we got somebody else coming to this. That, that's how the world is, man. People got to think in reality, not in this fairy tale world where everything's fair. The only thing fair is when you're well, fair. fair. No? I'm, talking about who, well, I'm talking about what legitimately has happened. But hold on, somebody else want to come into this conversation. So let me bring them in. All right, area code 574. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here and what you have for me? My name's Scott. I'm from uh, Cleveland, and this is an interesting conversation. And and some of what I think happens is is that yes, the United States is the most dominant country in the world, but 
the United States also takes that responsibility very seriously, and that can play out in a lot of you know a lot of weird ways. So you get a liberal mm-hmm. mindset um, and apply it to the fact that America is a superpower and we're dominant. We're number one. And so there's things that America will do that don't look right, that don't sound right. And like your guest has, has uh, talked, alluded to a little bit, he, he's been in the military and he's seen some things, and I have too. I lived in uh, Liberia uh, on the coast of Africa when there was a military coup. So I, I got, the, I got the, the chance to witness um, the horribleness on that continent. And, and, and I wanted to jump in a while ago um, and make this one point. Here's why America is America, and the way it is, is because we have a constitution that our own people fought and died for. And tell me another country that has had a civil war like that and upheld the constitution um, with the Bill of Rights for its citizens. Nobody. There isn't one. There isn't one. So sometimes it's dirty work. And I think people have to get over themselves a little bit. And, they, and, and yeah, the government's going to hide a lot of stuff from us. A lot of stuff we don't need to know. As long as everything's fine, we're cool. This country's cool. You know, China's not you know lobbing nukes at us and all that stuff. So some <laughs> of the stuff America will do is gonna look strange because we don't have all the information, and we frankly we don't need it. The leaders need it. That's my answer, okay. guys. Oh. All right. I'll listen. Thank you, I'll listen see if you have any comments. And you know what? Actually, yeah, I'll, I'll leave your mic open so you can hop in anytime. Uh, just like I leave my, yeah. I left Michael's open. Uh, Mike, anything you want to add to that before, before I go ahead? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with what he was saying. And, and even with that, I think the problem we have in this country is that we have a group of people in America that have been to hate their own country. Meaning by that, they see America, whenever America t- advances or takes advantage of another country, they are they are programmed to think, oh, that's bad, or why is America doing that? Not forgetting the fact that they're an American citizen, not realizing that if their country succeeds, it helps them, that if their country falls, they're going to fall too, and that all these privileges and entitlements you have, thinking that you as an American deserve this and deserve that, and you're obligated to get this, all that stuff goes out the window if America collapses tomorrow. You think the Chinese or any other nation would hesitate to make you a slave or to just kill you? Your your life means nothing, and Americans have this this because Americans have are just filled with rights and all these entitlements. Americans forget how cheap human life is, and when you leave this country and you go around the world and you see how people treat each other and what it's like out there, and you realize and you look at history and you study human history and you see how cheap human life is, you realize and appreciate what we have here. But we have a we have a, a system in this country. You could call it the political left whatever it may be, that are indoctrinating Americans to hate their own country and go against their own country's best interests. And, Michael, and not realize don't, you think that, don't you think that typically applies to young people? Why is there a younger bias towards that thinking? It's, in my mind, it's because of a lack of life experience. So you're, you're susceptible mm. to that stuff when you're younger. Um, and, and, and running the world and keeping your own people and your own population safe is a dirty business. Right, it's dirty, mm. and I don't need to know. I don't need to know how you make the sausage. You know, I don't um, make the sausage. That's all. But but mm. I do find it very interesting that a lot of liberals are younger folks, and then a lot of 
you know, conservative Republicans, you know, and these are all generalizations, I realize that, are older folks. Now, there's a simple simple answer in my mind for that, Mike, and, and, and the host, I'd like to hear what you guys think. I don't want to change subjects or anything, but why okay. are liberals in general younger than conservatives? Why? Life experience is why. Yeah, that's why. Hmm. Conservatives, why are liberals they? take your money, they take your rights. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm simplifying this a lot, right? And, and, you don't and, and also male and female, too. Money. If you, yeah. It also breaks down along gender to where women are mo- the majority yeah. of women are yeah. liberal and the majority of men are conservative. And to your so point, why is that? Yeah, if you look at it, it's because on the on the whole youth versus elderly thing, like you said, life experience. Because most people, as they get older, they get more conservative because they realize, for example, everything costs money, and you can't just get things mm. for free. It takes other people's mm. hard work and effort to generate stuff. When it comes to the women versus men thing, what they've shown is. Psychological, you know, women are more emotional-based thinking. Men are more logic-based thinking. And so if you look at liberal ideas, a lot of them are emotional appeals. They appeal to people's emotional feelings and about compassion, whereas if you look at the conservative ideas, it's more about numbers and taxes and data and the economy, things that are solid. You get what I'm saying? That's why men, for the most part, think more conservative, women more liberal. And what we got going on in America, and I know some women may get offended by this, but it's the truth is we've got a movement that's trying to feminize men to get men to think like mm-hmm. women. And this, you know, this is a whole side issue. I don't know if the host wants to go there, but it's a reality. But we got men who don't think like men anymore. We got men who think emotionally. We got men who, you know, we've got young men growing up living with their parents until their 30s. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, the older generation remembered back in the day, most guys, by the time you're 18, you can't wait to get out. You can't wait to move out, get your own apartment or Get independent, live on your own, and live for and take care of yourself. Whereas we got a generation of young people today, especially young men, that grow up living in their mom and dad's basement, playing video games all day, got no ambition, no drive, no no willingness to want to do something with their life, and that's why we're at we're at as a country, man. And because of that, how did we? That's get why that? a guy like Bernie Sanders comes to power, because people want to just sit back, let the government take care of them, and surrender their rights in exchange as long as they get their lifestyle get subsidized. So this ties into the hmm. whole thing about America and Rome, you know, our parallels with the Roman Empire and how the Roman Empire collapsed and how we're going through the exact same pattern as they did. Because if you study the end of the Roman Empire, one of the reasons why they collapsed is they had a massive welfare state where people were living off the government. And the politicians towards the end of the Roman Empire were promising the people more and more benefits, more and more social programs in exchange for votes. And the weight of that budget collapsed the Roman Empire because they ran out of money. And they weren't able to keep up their military and, and their empire and eventually just collapsed and destroyed from within. And they got, you know, the we get into detail, but that's essentially where we're headed to as a country. Well, we have a hmm. mindset now in America. Like anyone over the age of 35 or 40, you remember back in the day, it was shameful for anyone to get a government handout, especially if you were a grown man. No, no one would admit it publicly. I'm getting government assistance, and feel good about themselves. It was a shameful thing. People were ashamed to do it. People were ashamed to have a food stand and go buy food with that. Now you got grown people, especially grown men, out in the streets demanding for government handouts without any shame. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? That's where we're yeah. at as a country right now, and it, it's sad. It, it's a sad commentary for where we're at and where we're headed. And, 
any of you who got children, you should be worried because I don't know what our kids and our grandkids are going to face. And I just pray for them because I don't know what kind of country we're going to be in 50 years. Yeah, you know, I, I, I can disagree with you on that right there. But it would be yummy and coming up today. I, I can't. I can't disagree with that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I can't disagree with that at all. Because I, I basically feel the same way. I, you know, I, I try and teach my son, um, tell him, look, this is what's going to happen. This is what you got to do. And this, <laughs> you know, um, and I think, you know, maybe, maybe, well, not maybe. It just gradually happened over time, I guess, as the older generation died out and the, and the new generation of parents and kids came along, the, the, the morals and values that, you know, were still just slowly dissipated, went away, you know, with, with uh, I guess, as you say, the liberal thought that, that has been going on. You know, it, it's scary, though, that you would have, you allow someone to actually uh, force you to think a certain way when it's out there for you, you know, be, in the, you know, I tell my son all the time, you know, don't, don't just follow what somebody is trying to tell you. You go and find out for yourself. If you don't agree, say you don't agree and move on. You know, do what you're going to do. But I think uh, Michael has a point there. You know, a lot of, lot of these, these young people today are growing up uh, figuring that, you know, everybody owes them instead of, uh, you know, going out there and, and getting what you, you want, <laughs> you know, um, legally. I should say legal because someone going to get what they want, but it's not legal. Um, so yeah, Mike, you, you make sense. Scott, you make a whole lot of sense either. But let me bring this other young man in right here. I haven't heard his voice in a long time. I, I'm just, oh my goodness, I, I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm worried about what's going to come out of his mouth. But anyway, let me bring Mr. Pianki into the show. Pianki, welcome to the show, sir. How are you today? It's been a minute. What's going on, Eric, and the rest of your friends? Hey, you know, uh, let me tell you, you know, I just thought of, during the, the time of the mayhem in uh, Venezuela. Yeah. And uh, the people was having these shortages. Let me tell you what uh-huh. the shortages were. And the shortages Due to the shortages, see, let me see, let me hang on there for a second. And people wonder, why is it, people have been asked, why is it that everybody's going out the toilet tissue? Read this. It says, there are shortages of milk, meat, coffee, rice, oil, pre-cooked flour, butters, toilet paper, personal hygiene products, and medicine. One of the reasons why you have a shortage in these items is because you got a lot of people in this country that's coming from these socialist governments. Here's another one. Venezuela grand plan to fix its toilet paper shortage. All the illegals, how many of them is it? Some people say 31 million. I'm sorry. Some people say 11 million. Some have said as high as 31 million. And you look where they are. And you look at the items that's being deplenished where they are. I think that's where this whole behavior is coming from. Milk, eggs, bread, toilet paper. 
Well, I'll be doggone, Tianki. You know what? That never crossed my mind. That yeah, never, I mean, I never, I never thought to stop and look at it from that point of view. And you what know, you gentlemen, think about that. Well, hold on, Tianki. What do you gentlemen think about that? That sounds like jail. You go to jail, <laughs> all those things have a much higher value. That's what Venezuela sounds like. They screwed themselves up royal. They're they're in trouble. Yeah, then the government f- warns people to stop eating so much. <laughs> hey, hey, wait a minute. So when you look at the American population, no one can't say, especially and I hate to say among black women, you have a large percentage of them that's obese. They eating too much. Japan makes Japan makes tour buses. Hang on for a second. Japan makes tour buses. Okay. I've been on tours with Americans, and the tour companies would have a tour bus that was made in Japan. The Americans get in the seats; they can't get out. <laughs> That's a fact. So when you look at the United States, United States is super sanitized. Your immune system, Americans, is has been suppressed because they are not being active. It's not being exercised. Take an African country. Africans in, in these West African countries, their immune system are a lot stronger than Americans. Why is that? Because their immune system is constantly being taxed. It's being challenged. Yeah. Yeah, and they build it up through that exercise. It's just like, just like a tennis player. A tennis player plays hard. Kobe Bryant shot 800 what free throws every day down there. So he's taxing it. He's improving on the skills. Your immune system does not have an opportunity to improve on its skills because everything in the country is sanitized. You don't have open sewers. You got clean water. You got damn good food. You don't have to worry about salmonella on every other bite you take. <laughs> Think about it. Or even even to that point, I mean, compare what we eat to what the Chinese people eat. I mean, the Chinese basically eat anything that moves. I mean, if you look at some of the food they eat, it's like they eat raw frogs, they eat the guts, the intestines, mm-hmm. all the kind of stuff that Americans would never even, let alone think about it, and you wouldn't even touch it. See, but you stuff, know what? I mean, they'll, they'll eat raw scorpions for crying out loud. Yeah, but sick. you know what? Their system is used to that. Their immune system exactly. is used right. to that. The same thing in Africa. I, when, now, I can now, but a person coming from, I tell you what, blacks had a back to Africa movement with Paul Kofi back in the 1780s, I think. Mm-hmm. About either 30 or 300 of them went. Within 30 or 45 days, all of them were dead. In Liberia, they were dead. Dead, why? Because of the diseases and infections. Their system yeah. could not tolerate it. Yeah, but, the, but you know, that, that goes back to the region of the, of the world you live in. You're going to eat different things. I know when I was in Iraq, I, you know, I uh, driving down the, the, the MSR, you see food hanging outside with flies and stuff all over. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah you're I absolutely right. That. Yeah, I and I tell you that. one other thing too. Right. American males 
go around the world having sex with women on the other side of the planet, that is very, very dangerous. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That is, remember in Vietnam, some of the STDs and stuff that the soldiers mm-hmm. was coming down with? <laughs> they yep. never seen nothing like yeah. that before. They give you the gift that keeps on giving. That's right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. That happens. Most ninety nine percent of it we have a shot for in pills. Yeah. You know. Finally we do. Well, when people when explorers ran around the world back in the back in you know uh, uh, years ago, uh, when they came in contact with another civilization. Well, the exchange in disease would kill off a bunch of them, but those that caught it and survived, their immune system was stronger, which allowed the society to be carried on into the future. That's just the way nature works. Nature will present a calamity that will knock off a bunch of people. Look, a pack of lions, a herd of wildebeest. Who do the lions single out to attack? The weakest the small and of the, the bunch. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't attack the kids. They want the kids to have sex to produce more wildebeest so their food supply won't diminish. Right. <laughs> so the pride functions correctly, right, with a leader. Right. It has to mm-hmm. have a leader. Otherwise, it's going to go sideways. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like a simple comparison, but it's not. Human race is the same way. It, it is the same way. way. We life. And, and, and the leader's a male, by the way. It's not a female. Yep. That You're right. I tell you another well, that's, thing, that's too. That helped, like that diminished. Hold on, Pianchi. Hold on. I got Pianchi. one more. You're going to agree with this. But go ahead. Oh, am I? Let me get this one more out real quick, please. Okay. When a go baby ahead. is born, that baby comes down that woman's fallopian tubes and it is baptized with a fluid that when that baby comes out into the atmosphere, the bacteria and that that's attacking it has to deal with the defenses that the mama gave it when it came down the fallopian tube until it can build up its own immune system by nursing off her breast. All right? That's true. What happens, yeah, that's true. What happens when you, wait a minute, what happens when you do a C-section? And more women nowadays are choosing C-sections. When a male ejaculates into a woman's vagina, her defense system attacks those sperms. No, this is true. This is true. Her defense system attacks those sperms because they're foreign bodies. And only the strongest ones make it up where it can attach to the egg. And, and the male, if he didn't, if he didn't ejaculate billions of ster- spermazoids, well, we probably wouldn't, you know. Think so about it. Back in the fridge. There, there's you, you, no you, way to hope this I, show that we were we were going to be talking about ejaculating sperm into women. No, <laughs> we're talking about we talking about the realities of life no, I, I as it applies to this coronavirus. Exactly what he's talking about, but yeah, yeah, of course. And it's not taught. And it's not taught in the schools. You're right. They won't be taught. Well, no, not that part of it. But check this out. And this goes back to this virus I was saying earlier about how, you know, we just got to keep living. Six big area counties in California order shelter in place. Officials in six San Francisco Bay Area counties issued a shelter in place mandate Monday, affecting nearly 7 million people, including the city of San Francisco. 
Um, now, here's, here's the interesting part about it. The mayor, was the mayor? Yeah, the San Francisco mayor, London Breeze, said uh, at news conference, this is the new normal temporarily to protect public health. The new normal is to just have mm-hmm. everybody in one spot. That's, this that's is a theory. test. It's a test. <laughs> just like Trump came on and he he suggested people, you know, self-isolate. You got the, the the governor of Illinois, and you got another female governor someplace. I can't think where. She's saying that they're going to pass a law where you can't have only so many people gather together. One governor said they're going to ban guns. I don't know what the hell guns got to do with the virus, but look at this stuff. <laughs> when you had a funeral and all the family come to say goodbye to old Joe, Uncle Joe, what they gonna have? Funeral part one, part two, part three, part four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And how are you going to go against the Constitution right to assemble and tell people they cannot come together like that? Because it's a national emergency, which was overriding. Na- whether it's a national emergency or not, the Constitution <laughs> just, trumps look, look, all I'm that. Putting out the argument that you're going to get. I know what you're the Constitution you're going to get. The argument you're going to get on that. Yeah. Now, that's all now states saying. can do whatever the hell they want to. <clears throat> like Illinois. You never died that's why I come out. I wouldn't live in Illinois. A lot of people moving from Illinois. But I'm, I'm sorry to take up all your time. I, I'll keep my mouth shut now. Well, you look, you know, if I didn't want to do it, I wouldn't have you now. <laughs> Uncle Joe. <laughs> you know, but, you know, we discussed a whole lot here. And But the, the interesting thing is we discussed it. We didn't yell. We didn't scream. You know, we didn't fight like Tianki and somebody else usually does. Um, we discussed it. And believe it or not, I didn't agree with everything you said. I'm sure you didn't agree with everything, but we did find common ground. And that's all it takes, man. That's all it mm-hmm. takes. But, you know, like I said before, sometimes we just too dang on stubborn to admit, yeah, you know, I, you got some good ideas. I, I might be able to get with that. You know, it's crazy. Like the, and this, you know another thing? Women Why they testing for the virus, they need to be testing for STDs and STIs. Thanks. Thanks. Don't make me hit this button on you, all right? <laughs> but look, if, if that's that's not gonna stop anything either, Pianki. Come on, come on, that's not gonna stop anything. You know, I'm more worried what's, about how easy. What's he got to get that STD? Yeah. Well, they spread I'm it. I'm worried about how easy it was for the government just to take control and just shut everything down without anybody even putting up a, a battle about it. You know, that was that is what I agree with you. I agree with you. This you is know, nothing but a test. I think it's, a, it's, think of, it's the local governments that are going too far. It's not Trump in the, in the federal government. It's all these local goofy um, uh, mayors and governors that are going too far. You think about mm-hmm. it. There's a separation there. And I think what they're trying to do, you guys can tell me what you think. What, what, these, what these folks are trying to do on a local level is appease to potential uh, voters. They're saying, here's how, look what we're doing. You know, we're going to react correctly. And at, it, in the same sentence, if not right after that, they'll, they'll, they'll bash Trump for, you know, dragging his feet or whatever. Now, it, with, the, with the mindset 
that we've had maybe 62 people die from this, right? And, and we're almost halfway through March, right? So it's really not that big of a deal. It, the only reason it was a big deal is because we didn't understand it at first. But the, the power of the press and the power of the government on some levels is scary to me. And what's mostly scary is the reaction the public has to that stuff. And that's, yeah. that's what I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get why there's, there's such a large segment of the population that blindly believes whatever, you know, a news outlet they're using. Um, and most people mm-hmm. don't use a combination. They, they stick to one, right? And they just, that's the truth. Right. No matter, right. No matter what. But You're that, right. You know, they blindly just, just, just it's groupthink. They just follow the Pied Piper and do whatever they say and believe whatever they say. And you can see these arguments going back and forth. And one side's way too heavy on this side, and the other side's way too heavy, and they're never going to agree on anything because they can't have a, a no. simple, simple discourse like we're having here, right? Where you, you right. got to realize you're not right about everything, you know, all the time. So that's the scary thing to me. That virus doesn't scare me one bit. It's it's this whole exercise <laughs> in the in the way the press works and the way the government works on a federal level and on a local level, and how much control using that little piece using the virus piece that they can exhibit on top of their potential voting populations. Now, I guarantee when they're up for re-election, these local guys that are going way too, you know, close all bars and restaurants, close them all at 8 or 9 o'clock. As of now, they're closed. (laughs) You know, that's crazy to me. But I guarantee they're going to use that when they try to get Uh, re-elected. It's odd, and it's scary to me. Now, that's the scariest thing to me. Yeah. I agree one hundred. I agree with you one hundred percent on that. I <laughs> I don't think I could have said it better. I really don't. Um, whew, my goodness. All right, we got about ten minutes left, and uh, uh, Michael, Scott, and Pianki. What we do? What I usually do when we get close to the end show, I let y'all get your last words in, get your last you know points of view across. And um, as I always do, Pianki, you know how it is. Last one in, first one out. You up first. Go ahead, handle it. Well, I've been around quite some time. I've been around long, y'all. Yeah. I'm going to say two things. One, Trump is the best president i ever seen. I go back to Eisenhower. And two, I have never seen news media as bad as I've witnessed in the last three years. Actually, before the November 2016 election. And I think it's deplorable. A lot of the things that's going on is getting over because Americans are so dumb and these government schools dumb down future and present day and future Americans. That's why come they would they would sit by like ducks and let these things happen. They don't know the Constitution. So I, I could go on. But uh, like I said before, and this is my opinion. People can take it where they want to. That man in that office today is a god saying they have attacked him even before he was elected. They have thrown everything at him. And just think, he did not have to do this. He don't take a dime. But anyway, thank you, Eric. All right. Thanks, Pianki. And always great hearing from you. All right. Let's see. Scott, you're up next, brother. Hey, this could coronavirus thing um i'm not sure what the what could happen other than time 
to, to sort of mute some of this, um, this reaction. I think slowly but surely our population is coming around to the fact that a lot of the press is full of it, right? And I, I sort of, I'll make this analogy, right? You're at home, and you need to go to, to the corner market, right? Shung Lee's corner market down there. You want to get you a 12-pack of beer because it's the weekend. So you can't drive because you've already been drinking, but the, the corner store is real close. So what you do is you hop on you, what you have available. So in this example, it's a unicycle. So you hop on your unicycle. Now, it doesn't have a seat on it, so that's a problem, so you've got to be careful. But you, you, you're pedaling, and you're going <laughs> to the store, and you got yourself two 12-packs. So there's one in each hand, right? And, you know, you're going to have a good, good old time. You're just relaxed. You're going to have a good time. Work week is over. And you're coming back home. And you know what happens? You hit a pothole on the way back because it's dark out and you couldn't see. You're on a unicycle with no seat. Now your weekend is a mess because now you're in a ditch with a unicycle stuck somewhere it doesn't belong, right? That's the coronavirus. Most of this problem was created by you, and you and right now as you're in the ditch, you're probably overreacting because nobody cares. Nobody saw you. You know nothing. You're just sitting in a ditch with a unicycle stuck somewhere. You know that you're having a hard time getting it out. And I can tell you from experience, what you do is you put both. One foot on one pedal, one foot on another pedal, and press. You just do a leg press. It'll come right out. Mm. You, you'll, you'll, mm. you'll limp around for a couple of days, but it'll come out. So the coronavirus is the pothole that got the unicycles that you shouldn't have been riding anyway, you know, put somewhere and got you in a ditch. So, you know, that, that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a pothole at night where we should have saw it. We didn't see it coming. Okay, is it the end of the world? No. I'm just going to limp around for a couple of days. You know, it's going to be hard sitting on the toilet and all that stuff. But we'll be okay. Everything will be fine. But the population society um, is what scares me. It, the governments don't scare me. It's society's reaction to things that scares me. So that's my point. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you. Thank don't you, Scott. Thanks for calling in, man. <laughs> you call it any time. And I agree with you on that one. I call them gullible sheeple. That's what I call them. All right, Mike, you're up last, my brother. All right, yes, sir, and thanks for taking my call again, and I appreciate everything everyone had to say, and I couldn't agree more with everyone's points. Um, to Pianchi's point, I think he nailed it. When it comes to this president, despite, you know, because I know a lot of people don't like him for different reasons, whether it's because it's tweeting or you don't like his personality or whatever, you can't argue against the job he's doing. And, you know, I didn't like him early on. I didn't agree with some of the stuff he was doing, but I've come around on a lot of his policies, and, one of the biggest things he pointed out was this issue of illegal immigration. Now, if the Democrats come back to power, and that could happen in November, everyone needs to realize these people are going to drive this country off a cliff. Because they have gone so crazy in emotional-based thinking, they're wanting to open the border up, decriminalize border crossings altogether. They're going to want to basically have, you know, we're talking about massive government programs. They're going to cost trillions of dollars that are going to bankrupt the country for the foreseeable future. And they're willing to essentially adopt a foreign policy stance that's going to weaken our country globally. And so, I, you know, going into this upcoming election, I would just advise people to put aside whatever personal feelings you got about the president as far as who he is as a person. Focus on the policies and realize that if we as a country let these Democrats come back to power, it's game over, man. Because they made it clear. They want to come after our guns. They're going to go after the First Amendment. They're going to want to instill more government power, more government control over our lives, which is what the Democrats are about. And so if you don't like 
the idea of what the government is doing now and how the government is taking control of things and taking things over, that's what you're going to have to expect when the Democrats come to power. This is a preview of what it would be like if the Democrats had their way, where the government would have total control over your life and be able to you know, micromanage you and tell you where to go, where you can do, what you can believe, if you can have a gun or not, what size your toilet's got to be. That's what these people want to do to you. And so you may not like Trump, you may not like the Republicans for different reasons, but the one thing they're, they're advocating for is limited government, giving the government out of your life, not into it, whereas the Democrats want to use government to control you. So I would just throw that out to you. People may disagree with it, but if you really study history, study the facts, pay attention to what these people are saying, that's what's on the table. All right. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you much, and thank you for calling also. All right, so here's my little take on it here real fast. You know, check this out, y'all. I'm just going to put it all out here. You know, y'all know how I feel about it. I don't care. I don't care whether you're Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Green Deal, whatever you want to classify yourself as, and y'all know how I feel about these label things. I always say vote for the best person to do the job. I don't care. I, I really don't. As long as you do what you're supposed to do, I have no problem with that, okay? Now, with that being said, okay, with that being said, you know, I'm not a big Trump fan. I'm not going to, you know, front and say I am. However, I do agree with some of the things that he has done. I do agree with some of them. You know, but, and I disagree with some of the things he has done. I was the same with Obama and the rest of them, all right? So, you know, you have to get past, the, the predetermined nonsense that you've been fed and conditioned to believe all this time and look at the actions themselves, okay? Now, everybody put up this big fight about putting up a wall, putting up a wall, stopping people from coming. But what has happened now? The borders are closed. Except for if you're American coming back from overseas, you, they're the only ones who can get in right now. Mexico, <laughs> you know, they try to stop them from coming to that country. So, you know, the same thing you raised all this sand about, all of a sudden you have a virus come up and now you're agreeing with. See how easy that was to change your mind without you even thinking about it? You know, that, that, that's what I'm saying. We, we, we have to be smarter. We have to understand what's really happening and what's meant to be and what's not meant to be. You know, put your predetermined and just pay attention to what's going on, all right? Here's my other thing. Don't stop living. Okay? Don't stop living, y'all. It's a virus. That's all it is. It's a virus. It's going to come. It's going to go. All right? Don't stop living. Don't. You know, don't. And stop being so gullible. Golly, stop being so gullible. It's just, uh, sometimes it's sickening. All right? Anyway. That's all I got to say. I, I, I'm done. I think the you know I want to thank Michael and Scott Kianke, um and everybody else that was listening to the show. Purple Pill, thank you in the chat room. Love it. Uh, let's see. Oh, I don't even know what this is. E S O T E R I C I S M. Thank you for joining us late. I'm glad you can pop in. All right, but we're gonna get up out of here now. Just remember, I'll be back next Monday with another show for you. Who knows? We may include some of this stuff I was supposed to talk about today. But y'all know how the show goes. We get in a conversation, it gets good. There's no need to change. Let's keep riding. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's all good. 
Purple pill, we'll talk about that. What's the difference between a recession and a depression? Pills, pills, plenty of pills. All right. <laughs> um, just remember, uh, keep smiling, show appreciation, give with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, like I say, keep living. Don't let nobody stop you from living your life, okay? Please don't let anybody stop you from living your life. You only have one. You only have one. Enjoy it. Okay? Uh, enjoy. All right. So we're going to take you out of here with some music. You know, they had playing all day long. I don't know what I want to play right now. I know what I'm going to play. All right. So, like I said, we'll be back here Monday. Y'all enjoy your weekend. Um, I mean, your week. Enjoy your week. Um, get out do something. I'm going bowling. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm going bowling. I'm going to have me some fun. Perfect. Uh, I have an answer for you, okay? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Um, if you like the show, you're not following me, you can follow the show on the on the show page, or you can hit me up at Twitter at DrivenForLife62, Instagram at EricLetsTalk, and my email is EricLetsTalk at gmail.com, okay? So, hey, hit me up. You want me to talk about something? Something, let me know. You got any comments to make? Hey, shoot them at me, and we can have that discussion right there as well. Okay? Until next Monday, y'all. Y'all have a great one. We're going to take care of Rag and Bone Man. I'm only human, and that's a true fact. See y'all Monday. Have a good one. Maybe I'm blind Thinking I can see through this And see what's behind Got no way to prove it So maybe I'm lying But I'm only human after all I'm only human after all Don't put your blame on me Don't put your blame on me Take a look in the mirror What do you see? Do you see it clearer? Or are you deceived? What you believe Cause I'm only human after all And you're only human after all Don't put the blame on me Don't put your blame on me
I'm only human after all. I'm only human after all. Don't put the blame on me. Don't put the blame on me. I'm only human. Do what I can. I'm just a man. I do what I can. Don't put the blame on me. Don't put your blame on me.